0: Now, as I've been memorizing and meditating on verse Timothy and sharing some thoughts and insights that I can post on my blog, I come to the place where I really, really love this section. We just talked about the administration of God, which is by faith. We talked about the source of faith, and we talked about the wondrous gift of faith. But look what Paul says to Timothy: "What the goal or the end of our instructions is love, from a pure heart and a good conscience, and a sincere faith." Since I have had my stroke, I've seen the love of God so much through the people of God. I have made so many mistakes and sins in my life. And yet I've come to this place emptied of all, really having lost everything and now lost even my ability to really hustle and run after money in the business world and so forth. I lost my ministry. I lost my financial wealth. And now I've lost my health only to gain the glorious person of Jesus Christ and intimacy with Him. So it makes so much sense that the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And I looked at this and then once again recalled in chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus who is our Lord, going back to the words of Jesus where he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and your soul, and love others as yourself. And he says, "In the rest of the commandments are hinged on these commands, this commandment, so if that be true." That is a powerful, powerful, powerful scenario. And Paul must have been thinking that as a former persecutor and blasphemer and one that did persecute Christians. He must have been thinking that so that very first verse that he wrote was he penned the words for Timothy, to Timothy saying the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. What can we learn from meditating on this passage of Scripture? That nothing can replace all the smart teaching and proper exegesis of the Scripture. Nothing can take place. From the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ and Christ-like behavior leads us to believe in him, in his character, and say, oh, Jesus, make us like you. And to make as God transforms us to the image of Christ Jesus. I can tell you this. He is going to do something phenomenal. He's going to make you a lover. A lover of him in intimacy, but a lover of his people and ultimately even, as Jesus said, to love your enemies. Is that powerful? Amazing. Maybe this is why at the end of chapter 12 in 1 Corinthians... After listing off all this wonderful, rich teaching on spiritual gifts, he says that they pursue a more excellent way. And he goes into chapter 13 and talks about love. But I also see in Timothy, as I meditate upon it, that love comes from what? It comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Well, we've already studied a little bit, as we meditated yesterday, that faith comes from God. So we already know that later in chapter one the grace of our Lord is more than was more than abundant with the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Notice love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. How do I have a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith? The only way I have that. The only possible way I have love flows from a pure heart. And a good conscience and a sincere faith. Is the finished work of Jesus Christ. As he died, was buried, and rose again. In resurrection power. The only way that I can overcome the strongholds in my life. That prevent me from being a lover of even my enemies. A lover of my friends. A lover of my family. And certainly a lover of God. The only way is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, His burial, and His resurrection. (laughs) The only way is the resurrection power that only comes from His hand. Do you see that? Do you see the power of the passage there? It is absolutely and entirely marvelous. Oh, friends, if we could just make the goal of our instruction... Not being being right. Not being the one that is the accurate one, but the one that is a lover. The goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And then we see in the next verse the opposite of that. We see the opposite of that, and it is powerful as you think about it. The opposite look at what happens for some men straying from these things what things (laughs) I immediately in meditation ask myself what things what would be love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith so for some men straying from these things have turned aside to fruitless discussions fruitless discussions folks oh my beloved is that a marvelous picture the goal of our instruction needs to be love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith the only place we can find it is in the finished work of Jesus Christ and everything else if we stray from those things ends up being a fruitless discussion A discussion that's barren without fruit. When Jesus says in John chapter 15, Abide in me. Abide in my words what does he say? In that passage he's talking about him being a vine and we're the branches. And there's branches with fruit and there's branches that are meant to be cut off and thrown into the fire. Oh, can you see the consistency and the power of the word of God? As I meditate upon scripture, I don't want to be like these men who have strayed away from these things turning aside to fruitless discussion. I want to be a man that has fruitful discussion and the only place that that takes place is when I'm nourished on the words of my Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God that's the only place it's when I don't stray from the things that he says in this passage that the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith Jesus, may you not allow us to stray from the end from the goal of our instruction. May it not be fruitless, may it be fruitful. And the only way is if we keep it centered on the commandment of God our Savior and of Christ Jesus who is our hope from verse 1. Do you see the beauty of Paul's argumentation as he writes this tender letter to his son Timothy in the faith?